Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. We're chatting about how to get the most out of life and covering a ton of interesting topics. So there's sure to be something for just about everyone. Let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy. In this episode, we're going to be talking about being surrounded by idiots. Being surrounded by idiots, honey. What does that mean? Does that present company included (laughs) it's actually a book by thomas erickson one of my colleagues was reading it and was going on about how great a book it was and i asked to borrow it 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 actually reminded me of when i started in another new job and i looked at the bookshelf in my new office and there were a few books that were left behind by my predecessor and one of the books on the bookshelf was toxic workplace toxic workplace <laughs> i love it. you know what's interesting is the uh, calling a book surrounded by idiots automatically denotes that you are not an idiot like that you everyone else is an idiot but you which is kind of pompous well it is, i think it gets people's attention right which is the whole intent with the book but the idea around it is that if people don't behave in the same way that you do, if they have different personalities and maybe don't see things and perceive things in the same way, a lot of times people will view other people as idiots. Yeah, they'll, they'll that's think, true. Why don't you? Why can't you just see it the way I see it? Why can't, it seems so obvious? And I think that's really the whole concept of the book is about understanding other people, understanding differences, knowing that not everybody is like us. Yeah, and I've. I found the book fascinating, which is why I wanted to do an episode on it. I will say that I don't think that you are an idiot when we differ on certain things, you know, just sometimes. Well, now I feel the need to also say, <laughs> Jeff, I don't think you're an idiot. Just sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> never, never a clock do I think you're an idiot. And I actually really enjoy personalities, different personality types, whenever I uh, encounter unique individuals or people who think differently than I do, I find it fascinating. And it makes me want to learn more about that person and and where they're coming from, what their story is, and, uh, you know, what basically feeds their worldviews. Yeah, I know you've always been uh, fascinated and impressed by people who are just the way they are, no matter which way it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just 100% them. Like, we'll watch a certain show or whatever, and you're like, I love how she just owns it. She's just like who she is, and she doesn't care what anybody thinks, that kind of thing, you know? Well, yes. Like, we're currently watching Veep. Yes. Oh, my goodness. What? How did we miss that? I, I think we tried to watch it, and it just wasn't cooperating a long time ago. But now we are definitely deep into the veep deep into the veep and actually i was talking to somebody who mentioned that they liked succession and billions which are two of our favorite shows that we're currently into so when they mentioned that they also liked veep i'm like okay let's revisit this and i'm glad i'm glad we are i mean oh it is hilarious i i've never seen a show well i mean succession's pretty close and the wire but it's so well written. It's so unbelievable. Well, I think it was Julia Louis-Dreyfus when she was being interviewed by David Letterman on, uh, what is it, My Next Guest? Yeah, or... that's what it is, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I can never remember the name of that one for whatever reason. But you just did, so. There you go. I guess never, uh, except Yellow for this one for time. Yep. Yellow sticker. Yeah, why not? Is it in the shape of a star? Yeah. I really want a star on that yeah. one. And if it could be gold instead of yellow, that would be even better. Yep. And that says a little bit about my personality, I think. Absolutely. But watching her be interviewed, I just really had a deep appreciation for uh, the various roles that she played. And just her comedic timing is... Yeah, she's incredible. Like, I think she got a lot of those chops from Seinfeld, though. 
how to do that really impeccable comedic timing is not easy to do and she's really really good at it how many times during that show each episode you and i look look to one another and like we have to use this in real life oh like, yeah. we have to use this line in i love the life. the witty quips and i am one of those people who just really enjoys something that makes me laugh out loud and i laugh out loud throughout every episode of that and you really do it's very colorful it's, in terms of the language so yeah. our son i'll be like make sure that you if you're listening to a video or something on your switch that you turn the volume up a bit but yeah. he basically admitted i can hear every word they say so we're like okay well just don't repeat the words right. because we want to watch it yeah all right so back to the topic at hand which is uh just talking about personality so this one what i really liked about this book is it kept it simple so anybody who's done myers-briggs or other personality tests sometimes it can be a little bit complex this one really broke it down into four colors so what it looked at is two dimensions of basically personality or behaviors one is whether somebody's an extrovert or an introvert and then the other is whether they're task oriented or people oriented Mm. and that essentially is what feeds into each color okay all right so i'm going to go through this and i would like uh jeff for you to think about maybe what color i am or what color you are okay maybe and maybe give some feedback at the end of the episode and listeners when i read these i bet you there'll be some people who really stand out as being one particular color or another now it's rare for somebody to be only one of these colors there's only about five percent of people that are estimated to be one pure color. Most people, about 80% are a combination of two, and then there's uh, very few that might be three colors, up to 15%. Okay, interesting. All right, so when we talk about these extroversion, which is of course somebody who uh, gets energy from being around people. Very outgoing. Exactly. Introversion are are people who, uh, you know, maybe prefer more private time. They prefer quiet. That's how they re-energize. Then of course, task oriented, very focused on the practical getting something done and then people orientation of course is more that communication that uh, personal interaction so i wanted to explain those ends of the spectrum because they really do feed into the personality types so we'll talk about the first one which is red and to summarize it it's really just it's about dominance okay so this would be an extrovert who's very task oriented okay all right yeah then And I should say, I'll go into each of these in a little bit more detail, but I just wanted to give a quick overview. A yellow would stand for people who uh, are inspirational. So again, extroverted people, but rather than task-oriented, they're people-oriented. Okay. Then the the other two colors are introverted people. So we have our green, which is people who are focused on stability, but also focused on people. And then blue are people who are analytical and so they're likely to be more introverted and task oriented okay yeah nobody's really a pure color or the other but i think it's interesting because i definitely have met quite a few people throughout my life that have been have stood out as one of these colors so oh, absolutely i find it fascinating and i think it's it's also important to think that this isn't all about what their personality is but a lot of times it is really their their behaviors so this goes back to what you were saying that sometimes people are are purely themselves in any situation 
And I, I do appreciate that, that they're, mm-hmm. they do not change their language or how they conduct themselves, regardless of whether they are, yep. you know, in a boardroom, whether they're at speaking a, to the queen, right? Family Christmas party, uh, hanging out with friends. They're basically consistently the same person. They would say like, F that to their boss. And they would say that F that to the queen. You know, that's just the way they are. (laughs) And some have more consequences than others, depending on the situation. That's true. That's true. But I've often thought to myself, you know, I I do respect that. But there's also something to be said about respecting your environment and respecting the other people that are around you and adapting to that. And that's part of being a good communicator and and how to basically keep harmony in, in various situations. And the author does speak to that as being something that is a good thing. It's yeah. okay to adjust your behavior. It doesn't necessarily change who you are. It just means that you fine tune how you behave depending on what the circumstances call so for. So do you find that you're looking at our friends with these different um, glasses and trying to figure out which behavioral color they are? Oh, I definitely did. Yeah? Well, the, the entire time I was reading the book, I was thinking about different people and you know, either, you know, in various uh, jobs that I've held or personal yeah. relationships or just people I've encountered in random situations. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, uh, well, maybe that says something about my my colors, but we'll, we'll see. I just want uh, to kind of go through a little bit more detail of these. And I'm going to start with red. Red is known to be very dominant and driven and solution focused. So when we think about this, this is somebody who really approaches problems and deals with challenges and just does it from a goal oriented and a competitive perspective. They're okay. all about getting results. Climbing that ladder. Well, yes, or just they're, you know, they're Go-getters. facing a problem head on. They're yeah. decisive. And some people might even see them as aggressive, but they're all about being straightforward, telling the truth and uh, going for it. Exactly. So once again, those would be the extroverted individuals who are more task oriented and not really focused on feelings and people. Mm -hmm. Yellow. So again, there are the extroverted people as well, but they're more focused on people and they tend to be creative and talkative. So you think about these people as somebody who is able to influence others, convince them they're happy and positive. They like to smile a lot. When they see a challenge, they look at it more as an opportunity. They just really enjoy life and are always looking for a good time. But other people might see them as being maybe too talkative or Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not taking things seriously enough. Or perhaps they may feel that they themselves are too talkative. That's right. That, That happens as well. Well, when you say that, that's a that's a good part of this is that idea of Mm self-awareness and as i get older i become well i think as anybody gets older become more self-aware i mean ideally and we start to see our own strengths and weaknesses and and try to make adjustments uh, for that but just to to understand that i find the level of my talkativeness if that's a word uh directly correlates with who i'm around and who i'm comfortable with and who i'm not you know, if I'm really comfortable with somebody, I, I, I will talk their ear off sometimes, you know? Well, I will talk people's ears off all the time. Yeah. <laughs> There's you very you few are th- a talker, and that's a, good, that's a good thing, though. Well, there are situations. If I'm in a, you know, a, a formal setting, yeah. I will dial it down. But 
I love talking. Yeah. And I know that. I love to hear the sound of my own voice. Maybe that's why we like podcasting. That's why we like podcasting. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's why. We're, it's very selfish why we do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, because of that, I have to make a conscious effort that when I am talking with somebody, I need to actively listen and make sure that the conversation has you know goes both ways and it's not just me talking at that somebody. is the tricky part with a lot of people is they don't actively listen you know instead they're worried about what they're going to say next they're yes. not really listening that's right i am guilty of that every once in a while to be honest so red and yellow definitely both extroverts uh the only difference is really one is more dominant, focused on the task. The other is more uh, about inspiration and focused on on people. Mm-hmm. So then we get into our two introvert colors. One is green. Mm-hmm. So green is all about stability. And actually, the majority of people are green or green plus another color. Okay, it's the most common. And these individuals are patient and considerate and nice and. They are always thinking about how people are affected, but they're also very resistant to change. Yes. Because they like stability. And some people will look at them and say they need to be more adventurous or more open to change. But they view stability with the utmost importance and they're all about, you know, connecting with others. They're friendly and calm and caring. I think of these people as the people who are... That sounds like you me. Know, they rally people when, when somebody needs help. Or yeah. maybe the person who circulates the birthday card in the office to get signed. You know, those are sort of the greens. That's totally me. I think it's not I'm easy green. being green. It's not easy being green. You beat me to it. <laughs> now, the blue, I feel, is probably the easiest one to describe. And it's the analytics. So... Again, introverts, but they're very focused on the task. They're very careful, meticulous. They're all about following the rules. Mm-hmm. And they want to do everything they can to avoid something going wrong. They don't like randomness. And they love to be organized. They're detail-oriented. They like facts. And if you give them something, they want proof. They really strive for perfection and a high level of quality in everything they do. So some people view these types of individuals as maybe being too cold or yeah. dry, really focused on their Excel spreadsheets, that, that type of thing. So I, I would be green, all right? And, and I would say you would be blue. I don't want to freak you out here or anything, but just look at the color of my t-shirt and look at the color of your t-shirt. I don't want to freak you out, Jeff. But my t-shirt's purple, well, I'm and you're colorblind. colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and your shirt is—I'm freaking out. It's it's a rough green. It's not. It could be green. It might be brown. What are the What are the odds that you have a shirt that's close to blue at least? I have blue jeans on. There you go. I don't. I've got shorts on. All right. So anyway, that's that's what we're wearing. If you're wondering what we're wearing right now. So what color are you, listener? What color are you? What color are you indeed? So let's go on. I'm going to give more details into these colors that maybe give you a little bit more insight. But uh, I would like to say that the least common is red. So that red is very behavior, assertive. And, it is. And I mean, you think about the people who bold. really are, you know, the st- strong leaders in an emergency, the decision makers. If you think of Logan on uh, Succession, that would be that red. would be a perfect red. That'd be a perfect red. And actually, red, he's even like he's fire engine red. Yes, he's as red as it gets. He's all about the business, and he doesn't care about the family. He doesn't even care about his family. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, so 
red behavior or, or in combination with even one other color, it's, it's quite rare. Um, blues and reds actually go very well together because they're both very focused on tasks oh, so they okay. understand each other from that perspective the only difference is that one is more introverted versus the other being extroverted yes and uh, the same goes for yellow and greens because they're both very focused on people and relationships again greens are introverted and yellows are extroverted but they still work very well together so when you look at long-lasting friendships and relationships those are the complementary colors that go together the right. blues and reds and then the yellows and the greens well that makes sense that we work we work together because i'm green and you're blue and when you look at the worst combinations of course it's the flip side so Red. reds and greens oh, yeah. don't go well together they just i run away from don't Red. understand they don't understand where the other one's coming from their one's focused on the people and yeah. it's very about very much about stability, um, not liking change. Whereas reds are very focused on the task, getting things done. And then the other bad combination was uh, the flip side: yellow and blue. So yellows not being able to understand the very task-oriented view of a blue, and yellows being more about you know people and being extroverted. They're just not a, a great combination. Reds, I would imagine, run the risk of like having health that is deteriorating quicker than any other color because of their high blood pressure and all that. I bet you. Well, I'm not a doctor, but I do play one on TV. <laughs> I do play one on podcasts. <laughs> well, I I have to disagree with that. I okay. think any one of these colors can cause stress. And yeah. The author actually talks a little bit about the fact that if you have to behave in certain situations that are very different from your regular behavior patterns on a routine basis, if you have to, you know, maybe you're in a, a job that forces you to be almost the exact opposite right. of what's natural, then that causes stress for you and can show itself physically. That's a really good point. Cause, and that can happen with any behavioral color. Right. So I mentioned greens not yeah. liking change. So for them... That's true having a lot of change in any environment can create a, a lot of stress for them. For me, just being in a room with, with a red, a behavioral red makes me uncomfortable. Because you're green. That's because I'm green. <laughs> yeah. Pretty laid back, pretty go with the flow, wish well, everybody got along, you know, you are get that inner Zen going. Like greens are important. I do naturally. They are a fat and important part of our fabric of society. <laughs> Yep. Useful society. What I really like about these colors is they tie into other models of personality and behavior. And going way back, uh, the Aztecs used to describe behavior types, uh, tying them to the elements. So oh, they okay. would use fire, air, earth, and water. Yes, and I would so, be earth. So let me, yes, very good. So that was, I was going to quiz you. So earth would be, they would define them as people who are workers, stable, secure. Yeah. So those would be green. I, I remember hearing that, that, that my, like, or the, is it Taurus? Is it the astrological sign of the Taurus is basically grounded to the earth. I remember hearing that somewhere. But anyway. My astrology is a little rusty, so yeah, I'll take same. your word for that. But uh, I am a Virgo. I will say that. <laughs> and if you had to say what color Virgo was, you'd probably go with blue. Blue. Um, what do you think fire is? Which color do you think that would Red. be? Red. 
Yeah. So fire people are warriors, leaders, explosive, and they're known to be hot-headed. So yep. again, this is sort of the Aztec uh, reference tying things to elements. Uh, air people. So they're considered more easygoing but captivating. Hmm. Can you figure out what color that would be? That would be yellow. That's right. And then finally, the water people, which are Blue. considered more, exactly, wallflowers, quiet, secure, but they're observing and smart as well. Yeah. I not that all the other colors aren't smart. No, I know. <laughs> all the other ones are surrounded by idiots. Um, no, I, I think that there's a little bit of every color in everybody. You know, like everybody's well, got a little red. Everybody's got a little yellow. So I'm going to go into a few more details around each type of behavior. So it may help inform a little bit more what these colors mean. So red is really recognized as being an alpha. And the idea is to avoid getting in their way. So they're quick and they're more than happy to take command of a situation. So they like to make things happen and... When they get going, they can sometimes be controlling and difficult to deal with, and they can be reviewed. They can be viewed as trampling on people's toes. Like Dwight Shute. I bet we can use the office. Because I bet you Dwight Shute would definitely be a, be a red. Be a red, and then Jim would be a green, like me. Yes. And then who's the yellow? Who's the blue? Yellow would be Michael Scott. Yellow, <laughs> yellow would be Michael Scott. Yeah, absolutely. And blue would be oh, Pam. Pam. No, uh, Angela, I would say. Oh, Angela? Okay. Angela would be a blue. That's a really great way to look at it. Hmm. Oh, well, all sitcoms, I think, have, like, that's how they work. Well, they because do. Because they have these dichotomies of different behavioral... And they exaggerate you know, the those behavioral traits to create an interesting character. Yeah. And because of the fact that there are strengths and weaknesses with every single one of these colors, they it's important to have representation of all of these types of behavior on a well-working team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Uh, when you can't have it all lopsided. When you're in a work environment, you need somebody who can make decisions. You need somebody who can look at the data and make sure that what decision is being made is an informed decision. You need somebody who is sort of looking out for the people, making sure there's some stability, keeping the harmony in the in the group. And you also need the, you know, the creatives, the people who are yes. uh, visionary and trying to look forward to the future. So all of those people play a role. And if you are lacking that in a team environment, one of those aspects, it's definitely not as strong. So a super leader would have uh, attributes of all the behavioral colors. Wouldn't that be something? Somebody who has red and blue and green and yellow. All the colors of the rainbow. Equal, though. (laughs) The author actually focuses on the idea that a good leader doesn't necessarily have all of the colors, but understands the colors and is able to work with all of the colors. That makes sense. And to help people focus on areas in their their work that are complementary to what they would naturally go to, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, So not forcing a square peg into a round hole type of thing. Absolutely. So back to the reds, uh, some of the traits people would associate with red quick reaction again control minimal interest in relationships um you know when they're when they're very focused on the task and uh, a tendency to avoid over involvement they perceive themselves as being very driven very prompt they're again competitive determined and then i found this interesting in terms of body language they like to keep their distance from others 
they can have the the powerful handshakes. You know, they always talk yeah. about going into an interview with the firm handshake. They can lean forward aggressively, and uh, they like to use direct eye contact. That's Dwight to a T. Yes, it really. I truly just is. picture him with the I, eye contact. In I picture the office. him doing that crazy fire drill that he did. Do you, <laughs> do you remember that one? Yes. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> I gotta rewatch that. I know it's a classic. I love I love comedy that's timeless. So when you're dealing with somebody who has a a very red behavior model, it's important to be sincere, direct, and and it's okay to be argumentative, to to debate, that's welcomed. But, you know, be very to the point. And I think about, you know, people who are talkative, that wouldn't be something that uh, would be effective with the red. So when we talk about what annoys them, it's uh, doing things that are boring. People yep. who are who beat around the bush, and famous people who are red would be um, people like Steve Jobs, uh, Venus Williams, Margaret Thatcher. Those are some of the examples that were given. Interesting, yeah. I never thought of Steve Jobs as as in that light, but yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Very task oriented. Very task oriented, kind of like yeah, kind of like um, Zuckerberg as well, right? I right. Mean, he's, I think a lot of when you think about those successful driven entrepreneurs, uh, they are focused on the task and more, uh, more so than anything else. Yeah. So moving on to yellow, yellow are people who sometimes viewed as having their head in the clouds. Um, but again, very visionary. They are amusing, creative. Uh, they can bring up the mood. So in a group, they like to make sure everybody is involved. They will draw anybody into conversations. And some of the traits that they have is that they do react quickly. They are not really interested in routine, <laughs> they, you yeah. know, in structure. They're thinking forward to the future. They can sometimes be impulsive and uh, they don't like to be isolated. So I suspect yellows during a pandemic were a very unhappy color. Absolutely. And it was Michael, Michael Scott. That's, That's right. It's, it's to a T. As you go through the characteristics... You, you see Michael Scott. Well, let's talk about body language and see if you can picture him. So tactile, so very, you know, touchy-feely, relaxed. They like to show friendly eye contact, very expressive. And they often can come very close to you when they're talking to you. So yeah. they're the close talkers. Um, Are they often clueless? <laughs> because Michael Scott was. <laughs> I think that was just for our own enjoyment. Yeah. So with yellows... Uh, you know, how do you how do you deal with them? Well, they're receptive. So it's all about talking. It's about laughing, keeping things, uh, you know, positive. And yellows can be viewed as being disorganized. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind. What annoys them is, you know, being by themselves or being around negativity or putting them with blues who are very focused on tasks <laughs> and details. But if you want to organize like a, an event or something that brings people together in a gathering, yellows are the people who would be on it. I think I have a little bit of yellow in me. I sometimes get people together to do things. And... Well, in the creative side, too. Yeah. I think cre- you're green-yellow. If I had green, to give you yellow. your two colors, I would say green-yellow. Like green, 75 yellow. green, 25 yellow? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I, would, that, I, I think that, that would be fair. I'd take that. And famous yellows would be people like Robin Williams, Oprah Winfrey. So let's go into green and see if this resonates with you. Okay. So... They really do view change as being difficult. They find ways around it. You know, how, how can they avoid it at any cost? But they're easy to hang out with, usually pleasant. They genuinely care for people. But sometimes they can be viewed as being a bit wishy-washy. 
not really clear. Uh, All right. You know, they may disagree with something, but they won't vocalize it. They'll just kind of take it away and then just talk about it to other people instead of being forward and, you know, dealing with it. They just don't like conflict. Right. So some of the traits are they react calmly. They really want to connect with people. They're very focused on the current time frame, what's happening now. And they want to be supportive. They see themselves as being, you know, very friendly and considerate. When you think about the body language of greens, they're relaxed. They like to come close to. They also like to be stable, act methodically. And they're all about using friendly eye contact. And they're not as big into wild gestures because they are introverts. Famous greens might be um, Michelle Obama, hmm. Mr. Rogers, hmm. and even Jesus. Ah. There you go. Ah. And finally, our blues. (laughs) They're in pursuit of perfection. So they're all about, like I mentioned, being analytical. They're level-headed. They're calm. They're the ones that keep a cool head in an emergency. They're very focused on the details. But because of that, they can sometimes have move a little bit slower because they have to think things through so much that they can sometimes slow down the overall task or whatever they're working toward and they love to have things that are organized they're not overly concerned with relationships and they tend to look to you know the past historical time frames to help inform the decisions going forward they're very cautious so they do definitely see themselves as being systematic and accurate logical some of the body language of blues are that they have a closed, closed body language. Like a lot of crossed, cross, arms. crossed arms. Uh, prefer to keep others at a distance. Personal space is important. Exactly. And they don't tend to gesture much when they're talking. Again, I think about Angela from The yeah. Office is a good fit with this. Actually, unlike everybody else, they love bureaucracy. They love, you know, organization of it. They like well thought out plans, but they don't like when they don't have enough time to execute something properly. You know, they want to make sure it's done well. So when they're rushed, that is something that's hard for a blue to deal with. Bill Gates and Albert Einstein would be a couple of Oh, blues. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. What I found interesting about this is you mentioned blues. And I think for anybody who knows how detail-oriented I am, I'm definitely a blue. But I'm also very people-focused. I love to talk. And I probably my behavior is extroverted Mm -hmm. in most situations which puts me at a yellow which is odd because blue and yellow tend not to get along so i don't know if i have internal conflict going on (laughs) or what but i for me those were the colors that stood out it's interesting because i feel that one of your characteristics is that sometimes you are introverted until you make that decision to go out and be around people and then you're extroverted it's Did like you almost that. say excrement? <laughs> excrement, yeah. And then you're excrement. As soon as you see people, you're a pile of... No. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, I, I, I don't think anybody fits into a box. We're all so unique. We are. But I think it's still interesting to contemplate what personality factors are part of our... Form part of our behavior. And, and to think about that when we're dealing with people. To have a little bit more understanding and compassion. And, and really think about the fact that not everybody's mind works in the same way. And that is truly awesome. Because oh, it yeah. would be a really boring place if we all thought the same My way. mind and your mind work completely different ways. <laughs> I could never marry myself. No. I would drive myself insane. S- same here. 
I don't know. I think you could marry yourself and you would get along just great. Maybe. I, d- I don't know how much would get done. Yeah. <laughs> but Not much. But you'd be happy. Yeah. You'd be laid back and happy. <laughs> you'd be a happy pair, Jeff and Jeff. So once again, that book was Surrounded by Idiots, and it's by Thomas Erickson. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out past episodes and subscribe to keep up with what's new. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. And why not leave a review? You can also follow InfoQuench on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Till Til next time. time.